my name for those of you who are just joining us late in the game yeah is phil circus and i am mabasa dreams and then once millennium when we get together <laughs> yeah when we can make it work we're okay land we're okay land yeah really okay land yeah really okay yeah Because things are beyond okay, alhamdulillah. What year is it? It's 2023. (laughs) Did we do an episode early in 2023 or was it? No, no. The last one, because I was overseas for a few months. The last one was like last year. It was last year. It was last year. The ones where I call the phone recording ones where we call someone on the phone. Anyway, listeners, we made them, but we don't know about them. So add us. That's one thing. We don't listen to the episode. Slide into our direct messages and let us know what it is that we said and if we should be worried or feel good about it. Yeah. I'm going to say we should feel good about it. Okay. And then worry a little privately. So I was worried that someone that we said something bad. That's the opposite of our first topic today. Yeah. <laughs> Optimism. Oppositism. <laughs> Oppositism. No, no. We, listen, I, I, I think the topics are all connected because... I feel pretty optimistic, Phil. Okay, we have topics. And our don't, first one. Don't say that. Don't say we have topics. We definitely have topics. All right, we got to bring up we got to bring up the first one. Optimism. Optimism. Yeah. Well, let me you say this. You consider yourself an optimistic person? I I do, Phil. I do. I Have I, you always considered yourself an optimistic person? I've always had reasons to be optimistic, but I think I've been distracted by pessimism mm. in the past. Because it really is a distraction. I, I don't think it has to be a permanent state of being. But yeah, I used to be pretty down and out, at least in an emotional state, you know? I think when we even first started this podcast, the intention was just to distract myself. Mm-hmm. At least my personal intention was like, I just want to be distracted right now, as opposed to making like meaningful content, even though it was meaningful. Well, I think I think it is meaningful. And I think this is going to sound very pretentious to the 15 listeners, but yeah. I consider us creative people, yes. artists. Yeah. And so that's that's part of it. That's part of why why we're making stuff, why you're writing your next show, why we're sitting on mics trying to work some stuff out in our head. Right. Out so loud. I, out loud. That head work. No, so I do. I do feel like I'm an optimist. I feel like you're an optimist too. I remember when I was like very pessimistic, we'd have those like, or in a state of pessimism, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not who I was, it's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I like to look at it. When we were walking Lake Merritt, we'd be like walking Lake Merritt. This is like circa 2018, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. And I had a lot on my mind. You had a lot on your mind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was hard to really see past that stuff. Just like what life felt disappointing. And we felt, well, I'm not gonna say we, because you're here to speak for yourself. But for me, I felt pretty... I felt frustrated. I remember feeling really vulnerable. Not mm-hmm. that I was using that word at the time. And I had a lot of anger and resentment towards other people. And we would talk about it. That's true. And with time, I feel like we have been rebuilding. I know I definitely have been, mm-hmm. right? Emotionally. And now I'm at a state where I feel- Reframing. Reframing. Yeah, because nothing was broken. It was just a matter of perception, I think. Reframing. I like that. Tony Robbins would be proud. That's probably one of his words. Oh, man. We dedicate this podcast. Tony, if you're listening. Tony, if you're listening, stop listening. So you're saying you're an optimist. 
you're, you're I feel optimistic. Yeah. You feel optimistic. Yeah. Because I don't want to own it as an identity either because it can be a little bit pretentious. But I will say I'm in a state of immense gratitude most of the time now. And then when I'm not, I will, it'll be a temporary state of ingratitude. And then I look back and be like, man, silly Abbas. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. But silly Abbas is just is part of your story and how you were making okay land in 2018, which I think was awesome. Yeah. Also, I think it was, was the absolute best you could do. That's it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm grateful to have gone through that transitional time and to now be at a place where it's like, we're doing well, you know, we're yeah. collectively doing well. And then we're individually doing pretty good. My beard is looking fly. Uh, my hair is looking fly too. Can I say that on the mic? Or is that pretentious? You said it. Huh. <laughs> is it pretentious? That <laughs> that's your brand, sir. Right. Um, baby curls. Shout out to baby curls. Baby curls. Um, how are you doing with your optimism? I've always been an optimist. Yeah, I think so. In the morning. And then as the day wears on, pessimism. Pessimism creeps in, but I feel like because I wake up optimistic, I feel that's my, that's my natural go-to state. It's when the sun goes down that I start to worry about life. That said, I feel my optimism is, is really good. I've been, I, I too uh, have been practicing gratitude, which I think is a, is a practice that gets easier with experience if you're willing to learn from what's around you. And also, like what you said before, it's, it's a matter of perspective. Yeah. Perspective is the rarest of commodities. Perspective is like, it's rarer than like mercury or platinum. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just naming elements. But like perspective, I think of it as like, it comes in the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest amount. But you get a little bit more the older you get. Yeah. And it's, it's very powerful. And it's very valuable. No, I think it's pretty amazing, Phil, because when you look about, you look like around the world, people who are dealing with dire situations, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Folks who are dealing with struggle, disarray, war-torn countries, mm-hmm. and not just like stories of the past. We're saying contemporary times. These same people are like very grateful. They're smiling. You know what I mean? They're very hospitable, even though they live in these states of like absolute dire situations mm-hmm. throughout the world, right? In contemporary times. So- and then you have people in the West, in the material world, right? you know, um, who have a lot of things like ourselves and we, we have time, right? We have the privilege of time and space to be able to be pessimistic. I think it's true. Like when you're in a dire situation, a lot of times the universe will grant you the gift of more perspective to help you survive it. But in the West, we, we just kind of, we're kind of, we're in a bubble. Did you say the universe? The universe, God, higher power, what have you. Yeah. I have me, God. <laughs> That's yep. what I'll say. I, I definitely feel like God gives us perspective. And I'm grateful for that. Because the reality is like, part of gratitude though, because we were talking about this earlier, is telling people how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. It's like making sure to tell them you care about them, encouraging people. That's really huge. Yeah, I think that's important. Encouragement is a huge part of it. You're doing good work, Phil. I just want you to feel. Like I'm doing good work. Like you're doing good work. Like I value you. I want you to feel valued. I value you too. Thank you. Are you just saying it because I said it though? Because 
I, I'm, I sounded good. It did. I'll take it. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Sounded yeah. good. Because I know you do mean it. I, I think that also helps optimism is uh, making sure you're out there sharing your experience, which has been hard. Yeah. We're coming through a pandemic. There's been a lot of hermit activity over the past three years. And I've only, I've only seen you a handful of times. That's real. Since the pandemic began, right? Yeah. In person. In That's person. true. I can name Sneeze Mountain. Sneeze Mountain. Yeah. That was, that was probably the first time we hung out, Sneeze Mountain. For those who don't know, at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was under the impression that COVID was a myth. <laughs> no, I didn't think that. I, I did kind of downplay it. We met up. Um, at I wish I could cut to one of your early Instagram posts, uh, early COVID where you're walking around Lake Merritt and go and talking to your phone going, Hey everyone, it's nice out here. Come on out. <laughs> did I do that? Yeah. I yeah. did that. That's so funny. I did this. I did a story where I was telling people to come out to Lake Merritt yeah, yeah. during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's not just during COVID, but yeah. during like stay, the stay in place. Oh, oh, um, shelter in place. Shelter in place. I was like, you, you guys come outside during COVID. See, I don't even remember doing that, but that sounds about right. Honestly, <laughs> That sounds about right. But no, we were out there one time and I did sneeze into right. the ether without covering my... Oh, you sneezed in a friend group circle. Outdoors, yeah. Out- outdoors. Yeah. It was, we were sitting close. Yeah. And then I sneezed and that was rough. Yeah. And, and, and then we just named it Sneeze Mountain. Yeah, man. And we named you Patient Zero. I haven't been back to Sneeze Mountain, actually. Uh, we, we've been back to Sneeze Mountain. Have we? Yeah. Okay. We, we've had a, a couple gatherings there. Since then? Yeah. At the same place? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ambling over to room 389, getting some bicycle coffee. Yeah, it was really good coffee. Shout out for hot coffee, man. If you listen to this podcast, and I know you do, because you're doing it right now, you know that we're all about hot coffee. Hot coffee. It's got to be hot, man, honestly. I'm so grateful for hot coffee. But no, telling people you care about them, that's important. Okay, you're bringing that up. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get real here. Okay, I'm someone who's had a hard time with that. I'm trying to do that more. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm someone who's had a hard time. Okay, so I don't know about you, and you may surprise me, but when I grew up, we did not say "I love you" in my household. Sure. So in this world, in the world, I see it's it's more of the norm. People like "Love you, see you later," and that sentiment is kind of foreign to me. Sure. I'm learning that even though it's not natural to me, I want to do that more because it's how I feel. And I want people like you. I love you. I want you to know that. I want you to know that you're my brother. I don't want to take it for granted anymore that you implicitly know it. And with people around me. So they may make them uncomfortable. (laughs) No, I listen, I appreciate it because I love you too, Phil. And I hear you. I hear you about language being powerful and necessary to use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, tell people, what do they say? This is not my generation or yours, but now they say, and they might be done saying this. I'm going to sound super dumb, Mm. but I've heard a thing where it's like, give people their flowers while they're alive. Yeah. I like that. I mean, that's very clear. That's a great sentiment. Which they're talking about accomplishments probably right yeah um i also i grew up in a very in a household where my my you know my mother's very affectionate and stuff but culturally yeah there's less i love you being said explicitly yeah love was shown in like 
acts of service and and stuff like but but yeah the language i think the language thing um is pretty important but i think there's a lot of people i don't know if you're listening to this but can relate to people say that it's almost kind of like you go i don't know what to do with that yeah <laughs> well because it's also like love is one of those like super interchangeable words you know what i mean it is it is love and is like because people say love for everything oh my god i love dark chocolate you know, or people say like, I loved ice lattes, which I think is essentially offensive. But some they just go love and they put it with an Instagram post. I love this for you. People say, I love this for you. I love that for you. That's the thing I've seen. And I'm like, do you really love it for me? You know, yeah. that thing that you don't love for yourself. Love is important, man. You know, like I'm a Muslim and like true belief in God, like higher levels of belief in God, the way that we learn about it mm -hmm. is like a person who, as far as personal elevation is to get to a point where you love for your brother or your sister as you love for yourself. So this idea of actually loving good things for other people in addition for yourself. And that of course is not limited to Islam, but this idea of like love, like truly caring about other people, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is really important, I think, and anti-capitalistic in its very essence because mm -hmm. capitalism says like make money while you're sleeping you know like mm -hmm. you know the the smartest person makes the most and they can exploit people to do it because it's just business passive you know? income yeah passive income which requires passive aggressive behavior and sometimes aggressive aggressive behavior to make but love is is something that it's a word that gets thrown around and i feel like everyone has to come to it uh the definition of it in its own time yeah, hate to. And maybe that's hate. why it's uh, it's it was a funny word to say. Maybe some people when they they toss it off, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me, but I I really appreciate. It. And I I will. I'm going to give a shout out shout out to Jen, who shows me. I just observe a wonderful example of someone in their community of people. Yeah, uh, appreciating each other, and it's a beautiful thing to see. That's real. One time we were walking the lake, and you dropped me off in my apartment. And I was getting out of the car and I was like, hey, Phil, I love you. And you said, you said, okay. Really? Yeah. This is circa like 2019. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the point though of me saying that. I said, okay. You said, okay. Yeah. Maybe I didn't hear you. <laughs> no, you did. We were sitting right next to each other in the car. And like, I said it before I opened the door. That's so there hilarious. was like, there was no music on. Um, even Marty was being quiet. Your dog. He was in the back seat, and I was oh. like, hey, Phil, all right, have a good one. I love you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but here's the point. Here's the point of that. It's I not... acted like you just threw me a dookie. <laughs> no, no, don't. No, this is my point, though. This is okay. my point. I feel like you have love for me. Like, I have. That's why we do what we do. We're good friends. Mm -hmm. Creatively, we've done a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You've helped me get opportunities. Like, we've, you know, we've been at this for a while. And then we met in solo workshop. Yeah. Which was like a space of discomfort, you know, creative discomfort. For the sake of getting to the other side, like even though we didn't take a class together. So we've 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 met in like really open emotional states. So I felt the love. I mean, that's henceforth why we started doing what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Together. So I have felt the love. You not saying it has not in any way decreased from me feeling the love. <laughs> so there's the thing. Okay. It is yeah. funny you see. You told okay, that though. story, so now I, I gotta tell the story of like the last time I saw you was uh, at our friend Jackie's house where she was having a bagel extravaganza. Oh, yeah. That's the last time Yeah, we were together, actually. Yeah. yeah. And you were getting ready for a... How long were you in the Sudan? Man, Sudan and Saudi, six weeks. So you're getting ready to leave for six weeks. 
and I hadn't seen you and I hadn't seen, again, I'm one of the last cautious people in COVID times, but I enjoyed hanging out with you guys so much and you were leaving like for your trip. And I was like, I love you, man. And you just kind of looked around and left. <laughs> oh, did I hear it though? I don't know if you heard oh, it. Oh, wow. But I said it in a way it's like, I feel it. I got to try it out. I have to let the people I know that I love them. Yeah. I appreciate it, Phil. I love you too. And I, I, I really like that we're doing better. But since you just kind of left, yeah, I was like, oh man, I just freaked him out. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you did freak me out? That's so funny. Part of me is Larry David, you know. Right. Part I wonder if we could tell Jackie we love her. I don't think, do you think we, because she feels it. I, again, I Jackie, think she feels it. But if we were kind of like. We love you. We love you, Jackie, if you're listening. And I know you might listen to this. That's yeah. all I yeah. know you will. She'll catch it. I know it. you might listen to this. We can't, we love Jackie a lot. Um, I am. I've been geeking out in the pandemic. My coffee rig right now is nerd alert, but I'm taking co- making coffee home seriously. Is it is that yeah. where you're at with it? Yeah, that's good. Some people were doing like sourdough during the pandemic, right? Me, Shelter I'm, in place. I'm. You've become a coffee connoisseur. Every little last bit of my morning regime, actually just again, like the very first scene of the season one of This Fool, <laughs> season two coming soon. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's but cool. the very like first scene, Chris Estrada's geeking out over his cup and his cousin's just taking the, like the quick way, just like throwing grounds into a microwave or something. He's using like the French press, isn't he? I think. I think, uh, yeah. I think Chris Estrada's, use, he's either using a Chemex or a French press. I can't okay. remember. No, he was all business about it. He was all business. And, and that's so, the thing. Like that's, I'm all business in the morning. Especially with, uh, with hot coffee, I feel like. The, even the fact that I have to say hot coffee bothers me. I'm going to be honest. Because there was a time where we would just say coffee. But now people are like, I used to... When I go to well, the, with me, you can just say coffee. And I'm going to okay. know what you mean. I have a neighbor. Yeah. He's cool. His name is Ha. And so we don't have a coffee spot in this neighborhood. Okay. So And uh, he lives in one of these by himself. He's got a dog named Piglet. Uh, Jen and I call the dog Piggles. Very cute. So Ha has has some friends stay over sometimes. And I was talking to him on the street the other day saying that there is a coffee place that's going to open up here in the neighborhood in the summer. But he's saying like when his friends are here, they don't know where to get coffee. Sure. Natural thing. like Because he, he doesn't drink coffee. Okay. He doesn't? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was so tempted to say like, bring your friends to me and I will make them the best cup they ever oh, had. Oh, man. But. This gets back to boundaries. Right. I thought maybe, I, man, I won't do that. I want to keep it a little smooth. And you know what? Actually, optimism, speaking of boundaries, optimism will get you in trouble if you're not careful. Because yeah. because I feel so good these days, I'll agree to do a lot of stuff. People are like, hey, do you want to like start this particular project? And I have to be very careful because I only have the bandwidth to do so much. Yeah. You know, like I am working on. Oh, a, man. Welcome to middle age, man. No, I mean, we're, we're working on the storytelling workshop thing, right? This like storytelling open mic. Yeah. Me and a buddy of mine. And that's, I'm really excited about, you know, but, but outside of that, I'm like at work and I'm trying to exercise and spend time with my family. I have a cousin who just moved here from overseas. Oh, so wow. I've been catching up with her a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I only have the bandwidth to do so much is what I'm realizing. I do fitness with this like group of fitness dudes. I'm jelly. Yeah. Like friends of mine from the mosque, we get together and do fitness and stuff. So that's been really cool. Like whether, whether it's like play outside, play football, run, mm-hmm. whatever. I was about to say, and we hike too. We've never gone hiking. 
And someone called me out one time because I was talking about the group. Mm-hmm. This this friend of mine that's a lady, she was like, you guys never go hiking. Don't say you go hiking. And I was like, you're right. Why, but, you, why are you bring hiking into it? I just mean like amongst the things that we could be doing. We could be doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're going to get to it. I feel like eventually we're going to get to archery. There's a lot that we're going to be doing. You know, we're cool kids. But yeah, if you're too optimistic and agree to too much stuff or... Or you mentally take too much on because you're like, I don't know. If that, so yeah, good. that's I don't know if that's optimism. I think we're just talking about people with loose boundaries or uh, nebulous gray boundaries who just take on too much without knowing their own. Yeah, people. Yeah. I, which is just a, I feel like a young person's game. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I did. How many times have I helped people move? I, well, that's the thing. The older you get, yeah, the more you realize. You're not overextending yourself. And it's not that you don't love the people that are asking for the favors, but you overextend less. Sure. Yeah. I personally don't mind like helping people move, for example, or because it's it's a very concrete thing where it's like, I need you at this time. It's probably going to be all day thing. It ends up being a workout. Like I'll, I'll analyze the cost benefit of doing something like that. And if I can, I'll help out like as, as I'm sure you will. But but you're right though. It's it's about managing time and space, especially because I feel like we're at a point where it's like we need to be alone too. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. like alone time. Alone time is important. It's where I do a lot of my important work. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I need recharge for sure. Yeah. And I I work from home, so I'm very fortunate. That's why I do like creative writing. That's where I'll I'll sit in silence. I'll read my books. I have a lot of books that I'm trying to read. I also literally just like listen to birds in my patio chirp. I know the birds are around here very well. You do? Yeah. Speaking of optimism, what do you have to look forward to this summer? What are your plans? Oh my gosh. Today I was actually trying to book a spot. I'm trying to get into nature. I'm trying to book a... You're trying to book a spot in nature? In nature. I'm trying to commune with nature. I'm not talking very well. So basically Jen has a birthday in late July. I have a birthday in late August. Nice. Uh, I think it's a wonderful excuse to go out of town, go out of town, go up to Mendocino or something like that, or somewhere in California where there's redwoods. Uh, Here's what I love. Here's, here's, here's what I want to do. Sit on a porch somewhere, drink some tea with Jen. Love that. I like that. Listen to the birds. Yeah. Chat. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to some work things. I have this live stream I'm doing for ZappaCast. I'm nice. excited to do that because it combines um, producing a show with uh, being on camera. So I get, I, I'm, I still have some ham in me that needs to come out. Did you say some ham in you? I have some ham. Okay. I'm hammy. Oh, okay. Do you get it? I don't. I was like, what is, is he speaking? If someone's of? a ham, what it's are a, they? You're a ham. You're swine. <laughs> You're a no. ham. I don't know where the meaning is. It's probably yeah. traced back to something awful. But yeah. it just means that you have a tendency to want to be a show. Like like rambunctious kind of? When we go to a comedy club, when, you're, when you go and see these people at the, yeah. at the show, comedy show, yeah. and you're like, I want to, damn it, I want to be on the stage. Oh, okay. So I do it better than them. That, you're being hammy. You want, because you come alive in front of people. That's what it's called? Being hammy? Being a ham. Then I'm Look super... Hammy right now, yeah. then, yeah, yeah. So For I get, sure. I get yeah. to um, the opportunity to come alive in front of people, yeah. and be funny if that happens, right? I like so, it, but I am looking forward to that on July sixth. Because you're going to be hosting, 
I'm one. Uh, I'm, yeah, for some reason, I'm not the host of the show, but I've been an on-air presence on this show for a couple of years now, nice. almost okay. three years. And so uh, usually <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. I was just producing it, but they have me on the mic. Yeah. And it's me and two other guys. And my role is usually just to kind of listen and like every 10 minutes say something to make the other two guys crack up and then be quiet again for another 10 minutes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> That's usually my role in the world. I like it. So I'm excited about all the potential visual humor of being on a camera in front of a bunch of subscribers. No, I think that should be a lot of fun. But yeah, performances and me have, haven't danced in a while. It's been a while for me too, as you know. I am working on this like storytelling open mic where we're going to invite folks to come and like share personal stories one to three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I'm hoping to like debut this piece I've been working on. And it's been a while since I've done solo performance actually. So I'm looking forward to this. The last piece I did was like five years ago. Mm. So I'd love to see how I have evolved in the solo performance spectrum, right? In the framework of solo performance performing I look forward to seeing that, experiencing that. So, Wow. Yeah, it's been five years since the last piece I did. And then I kind of was like done with solo. But more recently, I'd say like last year is when I was like, you know what? I want to write another solo. Like I try to get away from solo. Yeah. But for those who don't know what solo performance is, like if you go on YouTube and you put like Sarah Jones mm -hmm. or Dan Hoyle is another guy, right? Or mm -hmm. Doyle. Is his name Doyle or Hoyle? Hoyle. Hoyle. Dan Hoyle's another solo performer. Their stuff is different. John Luguziamo, mm -hmm. um, he did a, a thing. He did like a whole one-man show. Yeah, so basically yeah. like one-man, one-woman shows, whatever. Um, so it's been a while. It's been a while. and like, But I kind of feel like I'm in the right mindset to try to get back at it now. That's cool. We've been through some interesting creative scenarios together. Tell me if this... No, this was real because this is where I met Erica. Is Didn't she do like some stand-up on top of a bar or something? What was her? <laughs> Did you're saying she did? No, you did. Like we were, she. I met her there, and when then you were doing stand, stand up at this place on Grand, and the stage was like on top of a bar or something. It was like way up high. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know what it was? It's 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 that place. What is it called? That guy's questionable too. Actually, I don't know if we should name that place. I don't even remember the name. Even if I did remember the name of the joint, I don't want to remember it. Yeah, name. we don't. That's and what I'm saying. Like, so there's been some rough years, creative years, but we're uh, still at nothing it. Nothing more rough than doing lunchtime comedy at the Octopus. <laughs> no, no. You know what was worse than that was remember when we did that club? Yeah. That like Latin club. Yeah. Downtown Oakland. I didn't even, I just like was there. Yeah. You were just like, <laughs> you were like, no thanks. Ooh. Yeah. That that was twenty seventeen. See what I'm saying? That was yeah. twenty seventeen. That was oh my god. That was December twenty seventeen, Phil. Wow. That was a rough year. Like yeah. if we could throw a year away, it'd be twenty seventeen. But then but then again, not throw it away because now that we're in twenty twenty three in the states that we're in, yeah. I'm very grateful don't, for all yeah, of it. Yeah, don't throw it away. No, no, no. That's not the way because yeah. what we've done, without that, we wouldn't have learned from it and be where we are right now. Yeah. Truth. So not throwing that away, just that's part of our story. Yeah. And I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. I'm going to be like, that was part of my story. That was and it. I, I like yeah. where I am now. I like who I am. And I look forward to the, to the present story and the future story, honestly, because the stuff that we're working on, I know individually and collectively is pretty exciting. 
and I also just really feel more personally comfortable. There's a lot less posturing happening at this stage of my life. Mm. I'm sincerely being who I am kind of thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, I'm also okay with silence, you know, and reflection, all that good stuff. So thanks for joining us on Really Okay Land. It's a podcast on a five-year journey. And we've been doing it. And I'm, I'm glad to still be at it with you, Philly. Me too. It's everyone listening. We're your friends too. Yeah. And we love you. Come hang out with us. Come hang out. You'll find us at the lake. Uh-huh. Especially a boss who, I can't believe you're not at the lake right now. 